Sometimes, I was very marked, Polkonchow, sometimes the wild rest wasn't quite what we think it was. Not according to the films, anyway. Settlers are constantly clashing with Indians. The Old West treating of native Indians kind of like zombies. Sudden murderous ambushes come from anywhere, any time. Any expedition to Indian country comes with a warning. You'd better go well armed. The manager and cranes saw a way of a Cherokee that saw it's coming. They were circled the wagons to form a defence perimeter. To this day, circled the wagons is shorthand for hunker down and fight back. And all this had to be true. We know the horrific numbers of people that died when settlers expanded the west. These frontmen must have been firing bullets and dodging arrows on a daily basis, right? No. Well, not really. Guaranteed. Granted, between the United States covering uh, um, pretty much every tribe you can name, being certainly not not good and massacres good, good, a lot, but skirmishes between na- na- Native Americans, a typical American settler, trudging along in his covered wagon, hardly ever happened. Of the hundreds of thousands of pioneers who willingly trudged all the way from Nebraska, only a few hundred died in clashes with Native Indians. Repeat, not tens of thousands, not even thousands, but three to four hundred. To put the number in perspective, the total number of pioneer deaths on the Oregon Trail from all causes, including disease, numbered ten thousand to thirty thousand, which means but only one to four percent of all trail facility fatalities can be attributed to Native Americans. I reckon more settlers are accidentally trampled by their own cows. During the same period, settlers killed over 400 native Indians. Again, that's not zero, but it means that the vast majority of settlers never got into a murderous conflict with hostile tribes. It's far more likely that every settler would trade with native Indians or hire members of various tribes as guides rather than fight them. It wasn't necessarily because if they were open-minded and peace-loving, attained from violence, abstained from violence. Rather than it was rather, it was never good business to kill your customers, or vice versa. Especially when you're giving them, talking about someone providing a preferential life-saving service. A guy kept you from getting lost, and getting lost meant getting dead. American, American deaths caused by U.S. government and military like, like the number in the millions. No one's disputing that one. But what deaths due to wagon train crashes are few and far between. As for the circuit of wagons thing, a ring formation was done each night, not to keep Indians, hostiles Indians out, but to keep the servicing expensive cattle from wandering off. Hell, it didn't even be possible to circle wagons emergency. These wagons typically spread into a line several metres, miles wide, rather than the column that the term, that, that the term train suggests. In the effort to avoid each other's dust, wheel nuts and debris, it would have taken hours to get everyone together and hooked up in a circle formation. Bait robbing outlaws ruled the West. Black Bart and the Dalton Gang and Bush Cassidy and Sundown Gangs were all famous for their daring robberies. They, they could take a tiny portion from banks and slightly less security than a modern hot dog stand. And why not? Lordness of rule. Vaults didn't exist. The criminals didn't give a shit. The banks might as well have left their big 
white bands of gold sitting on the porch. In reality, research can find evidence of only eight true bank heists that's across 15 states in 40 years. Eight. As a point of comparison, bank robberies in 2010 of that year amounted to 5,600. Hell, we even be seen in Western in our lives. We've never seen seems we would seem like a low number, but there are several things to consider. First, towns back in those days were much smaller, with a sheriff's office, saloon, general store, and a bank usually clustered together for convenience. This one-stop social needs block usually made up for the dead centre of the town. Being that the sheriff's office is usually no more than a few doors down, you're probably pulling a big eyes within earshot of the law. Second, the banks actually aren't easy to get in and out. Old West buildings are usually built fairly close together, meaning the bank would be flanked by another buildings, which well, or three or four back wall would keep everyone from intruding from behind. You can sort when you walk out the front door with the loot. There's a sheriff waiting for you. Now there's the most famous robberies of jobs pulled by Butch Cassidy and Suntarkets are actually true. But that's the point. They got famous for a reason. They're doing what nobody else is crazy to do. But everyday criminals, common targets are often trains and stagecoaches because they're more isolated, easy to get into, and easy to escape. So why bother with a bank, which would be a suicide mission in comparison? Cowboys are an American creation. The myth. One reason Americans can always be in love with the Old West is it's distinctly American. Today you find a political rally of people claiming themselves to be patriots who can well bet you find cowboy hats in the crowd. The more the cowboy you are, the more American you are. Even crack, even favourite President Teddy Roosevelt got in the act by calling himself a cowboy candidate. Reality, cowboys were not an American invention at all. In fact, they received proliferate by some 20 years. Meaning they're older than America itself. The original cowboys were from Mexico. Cattlemen known as Vocolios. V A Q U E R O S. They were literally everything you imagine a cowboy to be. They came up with all the cowboy lingo, including Bronco, Lavat, and even Sampede. Vocolios ran the long haul cattle drives, and some burrows were probably the Persuga. Of cowboy hats. They also wrote war chaps, held radios, and lived the cow- life of cowboy relatively normally for 200 years. When the Americans moved westward, it was these vanillas who knew the land and wildlife enough to help teach the future American cowboys everything they know. The settlers in turn did the right thing and outright stole the entire culture, including the titles of alcohols, which turned into buckaroos. Just like Vercoas went the way of the cowboy at the time either. Despite that, Hollywood would have you believe not every cowboy was a white male. One in three cowboys was a Mexican Vercoco. One in four was believed to be a black man who was released in from slavery, but had never been able to flee home from his captors. Even a native American could help move the cattle with the, with the white. Mexican and black brethren is a cowboy 
Rainbow covered by a coalition, except a few Chinese, but they're building railways in hellish conditions. Cowboys wore cowboy hats that myth. The ultimate item of cowboy outfit is, of course, a Stetson House hat, which most of us call cowboy hat. There's always, there's always a boots too, but they're kind of together as a pair. The hats are practically lightweight and made with a utility in mind. They curved edges and defend you from both the sun and the rain. They make you look incredibly stylish while bringing you that amount, that amount of hysteria and cows for weeks at a time. The curved brim which dips in the crown, a band, Stetson, is about as iconic as clothing gets. So you'll get in your time machine, set it to 1870, but I will be backing one of those. Reality, lots of people wore hats back then. That part's true, but they seem to wear anything but that we think of cowboy's hat. They were mostly popular, and more popular than they were a little versatile in various social situations, especially in time when all men wore hats at the damn time. In fact, famed historian Lucas clearly a fake name, BB, went to far to call the hat that won the West. Looking back to my portraits for some time, you can find that almost every single major name in the West owned a bowler. At least he had, they had class. Even the cowboy sta- hats of Stetson, which was made in the late 1800s, didn't look like Stetson hats we call cowboy hats today. Originally known as the Boston Plains, it looks more like an Amish hat. It may have been a modified sombrero. Well, after culling, after the old formation came later. But this hat is a granddaddy of every cowboy hat in the world today. It's not exactly what, what your mind jumps up to think of a cowboy hat, is it? Guns are rampant in the Wild West, the myth. Well, even if the cowboys didn't have cowboy hats, we sure hell know they have six shooters on their hips. Back then, every woman, every man and every child came pretty quick with an old-timey revolver that used to have for everything from personal defence to hunting and celebrating. In reality, regardless of the public perception, gun control rules may have actually been stricter back in the early 20th century than they are now. Especially in the West, in the beginning, there was definitely gun violence as a never, never standardised law or good way to enforce it. The Wild West didn't stay well forever. As the towns found and the criminals grew, a need for tolerance of handguns started to form. Starting in 1878, some 25 years in the Westwood expansion, action was finally taken. Even places as well as Dodge City started posting signs like carrying firing arms that were strictly prohibited. In fact, the gunfight in the Corral was caused by one gang being unable to abide by the anti-firearm rule or tombstone. But it's not like the ship at the time it was very dangerous anyway. You, didn't, you couldn't even use the regular bullets that you currently do. Instead, opting the so-called cap-and-gun ball style was, was little more than a marble launched by black powder. Its effective range was maybe 50 feet. The Adams, one of the first resolvers introduced at the time, and a homework weapon era could burn the living hell out of your hand while launching the bullet. 
so you had to be really sure you wanted to shoot the guy. What's more, even more, these, those who used guns, six shooters, weren't the favourites. They were little more than weapons as a last result. Shotguns and rifles were third weapons. They both a power and range to put down a mountain lion or choke cheating son of a bitch. But who, what would you want to watch in Western where cowboys are meeting eyes alone to shoot each other in the face with huge shotguns?